good to be here. It's good to be standing here behind the, they call it the sacred desk. Well, I have a message and it's not a typical Mother's Day message, but it's a message for mothers. It's a message for fathers. It's a message for sons and daughters. So anyone hearing my voice today, this message is for you. Amen. So let's turn to Jeremiah, chapter 1, verses 1 through 12. There's a few verses that I'm going to skip, but I'm just saying 1 through 12. And I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. And it starts by saying, these are the words of Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah. The Lord gave me this message. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. Oh, sovereign Lord, I said, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. The Lord replied, don't say, I'm too young, for you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. And don't be afraid of the people, for I will be with you and will protect you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then the Lord reached out and touched my mouth and said, Look, I have put my words in your mouth. Today, I appoint you to stand up against nations and kingdoms. Some you must uproot and tear down, destroy and overthrow. Others you must build up and plant. And then towards the end of verse 12, I am watching and I will certainly carry out all my plans. He said, I will certainly carry out all my plans. And my sermon title is God Defines Us. Now, can you just turn to someone next to you and say, you don't define me. God does. Turn to somebody else and maybe get a little attitude and say, you don't define me. God does. Hey, hallelujah. God defines me. God defines us. Now, a little background of this chapter of Jeremiah. Jeremiah is called to be God's prophet. 21 years before Babylon's um, invade, 21 years before the error, our exile era even begins. So we see God is warning his people about their behavior. And Amos 3.7 says, The Lord never does anything until he reveals his plan to his prophets. So what is the point of this? The point is God always warns us first. 
Has God been wanting you of anything? Relationships? Body? Help Jesus. <laughs> Behavior? Has he been wanting? Because he always speaks for us. So this chapter begins with the scripture defining who Jeremiah is. And the name Jeremiah is a Hebrew name, and it says, the one whom Jer who Jehovah, the Lord, appoints. So this implies that Jeremiah did not appoint himself. He didn't define himself, but God did. And he's the son of Hilkiah. And the name Hilkiah, also Hebrew, says, my portion is the Lord. So when I look at Psalm 73, 26, the beginning of that verse, looking at the, pa the Passion Bible says, so many times I fail, but the Lord is my portion. In the New Living Translation, it says, my health may fail and my spirit may grow weak, but the Lord is my portion. In NC, I think it's a New Century version, says, my body and mind may become weak, but the Lord is my portion. And then the voice says, I admit how broken I am in body and spirit, but the Lord is my portion. Hallelujah. Can you say the Lord is your portion? Amen. Now, the definition of the define is to show or to describe someone or something clearly and completely. So let's have a little fun here. Bishop, I'm gonna ask you to stand. <laughs> bishop, he is my bishop. He is my husband, for those that don't know who he is. Um, let's see. Ifani, do you mind coming up here? Come in here. Let me come down here. So I want you to describe Bishop. Um, to me, Bishop is very wise. Um, for me personally, he's like a father figure. He's um, very kind and also thoughtful. <laughs> um, but I, I think like, if I were to put it into three words, probably thoughtful. Oh, true. Um, a little blind. Average height, oh, a, not a suit, um, of, <laughs> okay, um, um, a pink tie, um, some shiny kicks, uh, <laughs> a ring on, a little pin, I think that's a pin, um, his suit jacket has three buttons and two pockets, and he has a shirt underneath it, and <laughs> I don't know how many buttons that has. He has black glasses on and I like them, and <laughs> he has a fresh haircut. <laughs> um, I think he probably got it done this morning. And um, he has no other accessories that I can see besides his glasses on. He's black. <laughs> thank you, thank you. you So we see 
she described, she was defining. And when you think about when we describe one another, when we are talking about someone, what are we doing? We're using our words, right? We're describing with our words. So Luke 8, 11 says, the seed is the word of God. And words are seeds, period. So when I think about seeds and the word, this acronym comes to mind. My life goes according to the seeds that are planted. My life goes, G-O-E-S, according to the seeds that are planted. So let's take G. God sees to find us. And as I said, this verse, the seed is the word of God. So God defines us. And you think about the words that he says to us. There's words that are being planted into our lives. And hopefully, the words that the Lord is speaking to us, defining us, words that are going to encourage us, words that are going to build us up, words that are going to propel us into our purpose and into our destiny. That's what God's words, the seeds of his word would do for us. Now, when you think about now the O, this is our seeds define us. And Proverbs 23, verse 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Now, when you think about sometimes when we think about ourselves and we want to kind of describe who we are, sometimes it's negative. Actually, probably most of the time it's kind of negative. It's like, well, you know, I messed up today. Oh, I blew it. Oh, I had this opportunity to do something and I just ran away from it. Or, man, I just can't get it together. I'm doing this over and over and over and I just can't get it together. And it's like, what we think in our heart, that's who we are. What we think in our heart, that's who we are. That's who we create ourselves to be. Those seeds that we're planting in our own lives, that's who we are. And there's times when even you can say, well, hey, I got it all together. You maybe want to watch out what kind of seeds those are. Are those seeds of pride? Are those seeds of saying, I don't need the Lord. I'm so skilled. I'm so talented. So, yeah, it could go either way, our seeds. And then we have an E, the enemy seeds. The enemy seeds define us. And this um, verse, Matthew 13, 24 to 28, it talks about the parable of the sower and the parable of the weeds. And we see in this story how the person has planted seeds, on good ground, but along the way, an enemy comes and plucks up the seeds. And then there's weeds. He plants weeds in that place. So when things are growing, there's weeds that are growing up too. And then they come back and say, I thought you planted good seeds on the ground. And that person that planted the seeds said, yeah, I did, but an enemy came. 
And we know that the enemy comes to plant seeds in our lives. He comes to say, you're dumb. He comes to say, look what you did last night. God can't use you. He comes to plant seeds of discord. He comes to plant seeds of just want to just pound you down the pay. When you make a mistake, he's like right there. And there's another scripture that talks about the enemy, the devil, is the accuser of the brethren. So he comes before the Lord, it says, day and night. And he is there. He's got his list. He comes before the Lord and says, ah, she did this. See, I got it written down my hair. She said that. Oh, did you see what he did a week ago? Did you see what he did a year ago? Really, God, you think you can use that person? And he plants these seeds. He plants these seeds of saying, well, if, if that's what I'm believing the enemy is saying about me, then yeah, God can't use me. No, I might as well just forget it. I might as well just throw in a towel. Oh, I might as well just say, you know, turn my back on God. And that's what the enemy does. He comes to plant those seeds. And if, if we allow those seeds to take root in our lives, we see the weeds coming up. And the weeds choke up the potential. It can choke up the, the possibilities of what the Lord has for our lives. And then the last is the S, society. Society seeds can define us. And another story in the um, Bible talks about the adulterous woman. Society defining her. We know the story, if you don't know the story, that they bring this woman before Jesus and it says, Jesus, we caught her in the act of adultery. And you know what the, what the word of God says, what the law says. That kind of woman should be stoned. Society saying, she's an adulterer. You know what we need to do about her. But the Lord says, or the Lord, he nails down. He doesn't even say anything right away. Then he gets up and says the famous words. He who is without sin, cast the first stone. Yeah, throw the stone at her. And those were some defining words because at one at a time, everyone had to drop their, their stones and take off. I dare say maybe some of those men were with her one, at one point in time. So it was like, oh, man. So see, society can try to even plant seeds in our lives and try to label us, can try to do all these different things. But as I said, God defines us. Amen? God defines us. So in order for our lives to go, we need God first to define us. And then we ourselves need to agree with him. If he says something about us, as we sang that song for offering, amen. It is so. Amen. It is so. If the Lord has said something over your life, just say, yes, Lord, I agree. Amen. And I know, hey, there's been times when you're saying, I don't think I deserve it. But if the Lord said it, then he's saying, 
this is what I have for you. This is what I want for you. This is the potential that lies within you. Now, I have these, these two packages here. They are seeds, um, flower seeds. One's morning glory, and the other one, if I can pronounce it right, is zinnia, a zinnia. Zinnia, thank you. See, I, I'm not a flower person. I, got a, I don't have a green thumb. I have a black thumb. But in, these, in this package are seeds. And these seeds have the potential of becoming flowers. These seeds have the potential of when people see these um, seeds grow into flowers, say, oh, look at these wonderful, beautiful flowers. And as these seeds are planted, we see them growing, we see them blossoming, we see them being a, a beautiful in color, we see them as fragrance. Now, I can keep saying, these seeds have potential. Yes, look at the wonderful picture on here. Flowers, can't you see? They're flowers, but until they are planted, until they are put in the ground, until they are planted in good soil, nothing takes place. And the word, and the Lord says that until he defines us, nothing can grow. Until he says who we are, we can't blossom. We can't be the fragrance that he sees us being until the words, the seed of the word is planted in our hearts, in good soil, in good soil of our hearts. Because I can keep saying these are beautiful, you know, who wants morning glory? But until they're planted in your heart. And that's the whole thing with the word of God. It has to be planted in our heart. Because when it's planted in our heart, it takes good root in our, the heart, the soil of our hearts. That's when things start happening. That's when things start growing. That's when things start changing. So it's the word of God that does this. It is the word of God. And we know that this is a year of promise. So every seed has a promise. Every seed has a promise of fulfillment taking place in our lives. God defines us. So some people in the Bible that God defined, Jeremiah. Let's go back to Jeremiah. So Jeremiah defines himself as, I can't speak. I'm too young. But God defines him as, oh, no, don't say you can't speak because I'm going to send you. And I'm sending you as a prophet to the nations. I'm sending you to the kingdoms. And I looked at this like, wow. Going back to this, uh, these verses, the Lord said he knew. He knew Jeremiah before he was even formed. So that means even before Jeremiah was a, tw a twinkle <laughs> in his parents' eyes, the Lord knew him. Even when they weren't even saying, hey, can, can, you know, do we want to start a family? God was saying, I knew him. And God says it to all of us that he knows us. He knows us 
before the foundation of the world, he already knew us. And I think about that. I was like, wow, God, he knows us. From beginning to the end, he knows us. And he set us apart. And we can all put our name in this, in this verse. I can put my name in here and say, Carmen, before, I knew you, Carmen, before you were formed in your mother's womb. And I could say, wow, Lord, you know, I know for my family, I wasn't even planned. I wasn't supposed to even be. It was like they were going to stop at number eight. But then it was like, a, oops, I heard a, I was a oops. But God was saying, you were no oops. I knew you before you were even formed. You, I knew you even before they didn't even think about you. I knew you. Amen. And then he says further, don't be afraid. So these are like defining Jeremiah. Don't be afraid of people because I've called you. I put the words, I put my words in your mouth. And I have appointed you. So he's defining Jeremiah as that as a prophet to the nations, to the kingdoms. Now, I think about Esther. Esther, he, she's defined as an orphan. Parents die. She's left to her uncle, an orphan. Okay, an orphan, really, what can an orphan do? What, what potential does an orphan have? But God defines her as queen. Defines her as queen brings her out of that place of orphan isolation into a prominent place. And he brings her to this place because he knows the purpose and the destiny that he has. Because he knows that I've got to make this woman a queen so that she can save an entire nation. Can save an entire nation. So God defines her as queen. Ruth. Ruth is defined as a foreigner. We know she's in the, the land of Moab. People don't want to even do, have anything to do with people in Moab. But we know that she's with Ruth. She comes, uh, she comes with Naomi. She comes back to Bethlehem. And what does God define her as? God defines her as the grandmother of King David. Now she's a foreigner, but now she's being defined through God as the grandmother of King David, which Jesus Christ comes from. So, you know, again, we can label, we can define ourselves a certain way. Well, I'm this, I'm that, I'm a foreigner, I don't speak well, I don't know if I have the education, I don't know if I have the everything. And God's like, I'm not. he doesn't even look at any of that. He sees what he sees and he says, that's who you are. And then this person, <laughs> Rahab. We know the story. She's defined as a prostitute. And rightfully so, that's who she was. But God, but God, but God defines her as a woman of faith. And when we read in Hebrews 11, I think it's um, 31, it talks of her name is in, we know, the um, hall of faith. Her name is, there's two women. There is Sarah, and then there's Rahab. And you're like, really? Rahab? The prostitute is in the hall of faith? And God said, that's who I define her as. She's a woman of faith. 
And I like this. I saw this somewhere. Rahab, from the house of shame to the hall of fame. Hallelujah. From the house of shame to the hall of fame. And see, that's what the law would do. If you look at all these individuals, these are, these are ordinary people. These are people that you would kind of say, forget about them. An orphan? Forget about. A foreigner? Forget about. Someone who thinks they're too young, they can't speak? Forget about them. A prostitute? Surely forget about. But God said, oh no, that's exactly who I've called. That's exactly who I am defining. That is who I have created them to be as he defines each and one of us. Now I think about my life and the whole um, acronym of goals. And I've had all those seeds. I've had all those seeds of God defining me, me defining myself, the enemy defining me, and society defining me. I know the G is first, but I want to start with myself. I defined myself as dumb. I defined myself as I don't have what it takes. I defined myself as I don't want to get married. Who would want me? I defined myself as I'm not smart. And for many years, I carried those seeds. Those, were, those seeds were planted deep in me that I didn't even think I could do anything. There were times when people would ask me um, my opinion, and I was like, why? Why, you wanna, why you want my opinion? I don't have an opinion. I don't know anything. And for many years, I felt that way. Just want to stay in the corner. Let's leave me alone. Let me just stay in the corner. And I'm good. But God had different plans. The enemy, I allow the enemy to plant seeds. Seeds of fear. Seeds of low self-esteem. Seeds of, I have no worth. Seeds of, I have no value. Seeds of, I'm just scared, just scared all the time. And once again, many years, I felt that way. And I could maybe camouflage it every now and then, but deep down in me with those seeds of, I'm nothing. Who am I? I'm number nine. <laughs> I'm number nine of the film, so I'm just a number. But God's like, oh, no, you're more than a number. <laughs> you are my child. You are my daughter. You, I have plans for you. I'm going to take you places. I'm going to take you into the world. And I had to just allow those seeds of the enemy just to be uprooted. As we heard, Jer um, he said to Jeremiah, you're going to uproot some things. So I needed to uproot some of those, actually those lies that the enemy had spoken over my life. And then society. When I was growing up, because I just didn't think, didn't think too highly of myself, in the first grade I got kept back. And why did I get kept back? Because I didn't do anything in class. I just was, I was just there, just a scared young child, feel like I didn't know anything. And they said, there's something wrong with this child. <laughs> she's not doing anything. She's not doing the work. There's got to be something wrong with her. So society was even planting seeds in me that she's not, you know, what's wrong with her? So I got kept back from that. And that was also like, 
just like rehearsing, what's wrong with me? What's wrong, what's wrong with me? But God, God sees. God sees what planted in me and saying that, Carmen, I've called you for greatness. I've called you to fulfill a destiny, fulfill a purpose. I've called you to touch women around the world. I've called you to heal people. I've called you to, to uh, step into this 21st century and do great exploits. And I'm like, wow, God, yes. And now I can stand here today and say, yes, it is so. It is so. Before, I would say, no, Lord, that's not me, or, you know, kind of be sarcastic. I'm getting a word from somebody inside, like, you've got to be kidding. You've got to be joking. But now I can stand here with confidence and say, the Lord, the Lord is taking me places. And the Lord is bringing me into new places. And the Lord is calling me to nations. And the Lord is going to open up um, wonderful and awesome doors because he's called me. So the Lord, he's calling all of us. He's defining us. And he just says, will you just say amen to what I have defined you as? And I know there are times when we, you know, we don't believe it. But God's saying, if I said, if I spoke, if, if I told Jeremiah, I knew you before you were formed, do you not think that I'm capable of bringing this all to pass? Every seed that I've planted in your life, every word, every seed of the word that has been planted in your life, am I not capable of doing that? And I remember what I'm hearing recently um, someone saying, wasn't the blood of Jesus Christ enough? Wasn't the blood of Jesus, all that he did, dying on the cross, was that enough for us to say, yes, God, you define me, and I say amen. I say amen. So if I think about even Pentecostal tabernacle. The Lord defines us even as a church. He defines us as a welcoming church. He defines us as a church full of the word. He defines us as a watching church, a church of prayer. He defines us as a working church. He defines us. So he's saying, if this is who I've called you to be, walk in it. Walk in it with intention. Walk in it with purpose. He's also called us to be a groundbreaking church. We've got to break some ground in this neighborhood and in the city and in, P in the PT North area and even in the New England area. We need to break ground. He's called us to be a gathering church. Don't we see the nations coming, coming from north, south, and east to west? He's called us to be a gateway church, coming and going. We just see people coming and going coming and going. He's called to be a giving church. That we just give out of our, our resources. We give to the overflow because the harvest is coming. The harvest is on the way. And he calls us, what's the last one? I think I got them all. Oh, a gracious church. To be a gracious church. That's who he defines us to be. He's also said that we are an apostolic church with a prophetic anointing. So we are supposed to be functioning. We're supposed to be operating 
in all of these different ways because God defines us. Amen. God defines you. God defines you. God defines me. And where he has defined us, we need to walk in it. We need to just step right in. We need to lean in. We need to jump into it and say, Lord, if that's who you said I am, then I say amen and I choose to walk in it. I just want to end with some of these thoughts of who God says we are. This pamphlet, we see this from a seminar called Blessing Generation. And some of us have experienced, have gone through Blessing Generation. And it just says, who God says I am. I'm just going to read some of them. It's actually like over 70 different definitions of who God says we are. I am God's child, for I am born again of the incorruptible seed of the word of God, which lives and abides forever. I am forgiven all my sins and washed in the blood. I am delivered from the power of darkness and transformed into God's kingdom. I am accepted in Christ. I am blessed. I am qualified to share in his inheritance. I am the head and not the tail. I am loved with an everlasting love. I am set free. I am alive with Christ. I am raised up with Christ and seated in heavenly places. I am his faithful follower. I am called of God. I am more than a conqueror. I'm not just a conqueror, but I'm more than a conqueror. I am reconciled in God. I am overtaken with blessings. I am complete in Christ. I am the apple of my father's eye. I am free from condemnation. I am God's workmanship. And I am being changed in his image. Amen. Amen. And these, uh, these are all promises. And they all have scriptures actually next to them. So this are the, these are the seed of the word of God concerning us. They're defining who we are. And I want to just end with um, allowing this song to be played called, You Define Me. And I just want you to listen to the words of this song. And I pray that it ministers to you because it's just ministered to me. The first, time I, the first time I heard it, I was like, yes, God defines me. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Only his words tell us who we are. Only his love makes us who we are. So let us bow our heads. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. We thank you that your words define who we are. Thank you that no lie can keep us bound. Thank you, Father God, that things will be uprooted because of your love, because of the words that you have spoken over our lives. And Lord, I just ask you that you would just really let us see who we are through your eyes. 
and defining and who you identify us to be, who you describe us as being, and you have described us as your children. And you have called each and one of us. So, Father, I pray that you would just go deep in our hearts, Lord, deep in our lives, and speak to us. Speak to us, Holy Spirit. May you continually reveal the truth of your word and expose every lie of the enemy. Lord, may you bring people out of bondage. Lord, may they rise above what the seeds that they planted in their own lives. May they rise above the seeds that the enemy planted in their lives. And may they even rise above society seeds that are planted and allow your, the seed of your word, the seed of your definition of who we are to be planted in our life. But that's the way we go. That's how we go. That's how our life will go if we embrace your word. 